We are uh, truly grateful for um, each person, as Pastor David has always already said, that each person who has come here and, uh, physically in the, or in the sanctuary, um, but for those of you who have tuned in online, we welcome you to the broadcast and trust uh, that, that God will meet you there in your living rooms, meet you there um, at the point of your need, and the word uh, will penetrate your heart and do the same right there. Praise God. Uh, we're we're going to talk about um, uh, seeking God today, and uh, in, in so doing, we need to understand that uh, it seems like the scriptures are very clear about the pursuit of God and uh, pressing into God. Um, and there are many different ideas of what that means. You got people uh, that you uh, wouldn't know even possibly they're a Christian, but they believe that they're pursuing God. And, and uh, uh, then, then when you witness and share the gospel like I do, um, you find out all the different mindsets, you know, that everybody has to find God in their own way. And I've heard people say there are many ways to God. And, and, uh, and of course, you know, we, we as believers, if you are a person who shares Christ with people, then you know you don't just slam them and say you're an idiot. You just, you just want to share with them the love of God and say, you know, well, that's, that's good. Uh, um, but you know what? What, what? what the scriptures say, and you just enlighten them on the scriptures, you know, rather than be mean, because truth is only really truly conveyed by love. So we have to maintain a position of love in order to help people to find their way to the truth. Isn't that right? And so uh, the truth will set them free, but they got to get to it. And uh, so our delivery is very important in how we do that. But, but we are encouraging each and every person to be seekers of God, people that pursue God. And uh, even if you are a born-again child of God, um, sometimes people, uh, even myself, I've become complacent sometimes, and, and uh, sometimes we put our Christianity on cruise control, you know, and uh, uh, just kind of coast, you know, and think, man, things are doing good, you know, God loves me, and that's great, you know, that God loves you, and you're at peace, and you're having a good time, uh, but there's so much that God has for us um, in every way uh, that it's worth actually um, amping up our game and pursuing and seeking and leaning in, pressing, you know. Um, I actually uh, work out sometimes, and uh, uh, I found that I make uh, the best gains if I'm trying to get stronger is if I um, challenge myself more and uh, put more weight on there. And uh, uh, so uh, just recently, somebody um, was asking my workout partners, like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? You're huge. He says, I'm working out with Pastor Andy, you know, like he's, he's dreading it, you know, it's like, oh my God, pray for me, you know, and uh, so uh, it definitely makes a difference when we place a challenge, place a greater demand on ourselves, and we have to do that. We have to challenge ourselves to seek God and go after God. Uh, for instance, physically speaking, if you uh, uh, went without water for a little while, uh, you wouldn't last too long. I think you can go seven to 14 days. I think some have said 21 without water, which is crazy, you know, um, and, and uh, without food, I guess it's 40 to uh, 70 or something days without food, uh, but, but, but it's a necessity. I mean, let's just face it. It's a necessity. Everybody say it's a necessity. Yeah. So, so food Physically speaking, food is important, water is important, we got to have it. 
And uh, so there's different um, vitamins, minerals, and, and substances within that realm that we know that our bodies just do not produce in and of, of itself. We have to go outside and get that to get it in there in order for, uh, for us to function properly as we should. And uh, so, so there, are, there are things that uh, God has given us uh, that are not just automatic. They just don't just happen, if you will. You, you have to go after them. You have to go get them, bring them into the situation situation, spiritually speaking, okay? And, uh, you know, the word is, uh, we know the analogies of the word, it's, it's bread, it's meat, it's milk, right? So we have that, and it's also water. And uh, so, so how much more, um, spiritually speaking, um, if we were to go, you know, 70 days without the word, 70 days without interaction with God, uh, you know, 70 days, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a long time. A, a lot of people in this interim, you know, seven months have gone by. Can you believe that? since uh, since the uh, pandemic happened or whatever. And, and so here people are out of church, out of fellowship, out of their groove, if you will, spiritually, and so much uh, in more of a need because of their being bombarded with outward so- sources and information uh, that's freaking them out, you know, and, and trying to steal from them the word of God, believe it or not. And so we have to um, uh, be all the more, uh, if you will, uh, cautious and be guarding our hearts and, and, and uh, being diligent about seeking God and pressing into God and doing all that we know to do in order to have God's highest and best in our life. Uh, many of us know Second um, Chronicles 7.14. It's being used quite a bit, I've found, in all different circles right now because of uh, the need to pray, whether you're talking about our, uh, the, the virus or you're talking about um, uh, social unrest or you're talking about political challenges or you name name it, um, uh, every group is talking about if my people, all right? Let's look at that really quick. This is the New King James. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And uh, so, so we see this particular passage. We know that, that the condition of the earth is contingent on God's people seeking after him, turning away from something and turning towards God. So there is a something that we need to turn away from. Isn't that right? There's a whole different voice. There's a whole different pressure. There's a whole different way that people are going, okay? And we have to turn towards God or we will, as the church, implode. Y'all with me? We all start picking up the mindset of the world. The whole goal of Satan is to divide and conquer. Y'all with me? So the only answer to this world's problem, to our nation's problem, to our community's problem is to seek God. Adopt his mindset and apply that to our lives. Because if we do not, we find ourselves outside of what God would have us to be. We find ourselves adopting the world's point of view. And we find ourselves not being able to access what really is needed in order to bring the change that we're wanting. We're wanting one thing and we're running from it. We're wanting one thing and we're going the wrong direction from it. And it seems like we're justified. It seems reasonable, but it is not God's will. Interesting, when you talk about prayer, you talk about God hearing your voice It's impossible for us to get what we need from God in prayer unless it's in line with his word. 
His word is his will. If you ask anything according to his will, first John, then he hears us. If you don't, he doesn't. I'll say that one more time. If you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If you don't ask according to his will, he does not. Faith can only be exercised where the will of God is known. Pastor David's been teaching an amazing series on the process of faith. I encourage you to get this morning's messages. I'm telling you, uh, good stuff. But listen, there are rules. And it would behoove us to understand the rules. Y'all with me? I, I just need to dial it back. Just a second. One, one second. Don't be mean to the noon service. Okay, I got this. I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm uh, mean. Sometimes when the anointing comes on, it comes across like that sometimes. You understand? And some people have actually misinterpreted Pastor David. They think he's scary. You know? No, he's a sweet, compassionate man. You talk to him in person. So when the anointing comes on you up here, sometimes it can come across like he's angry. No, I'm very happy, excited. And I'm also sitting where you are listening while I'm preaching because I'm not standing on some high pedestal of somebody who has got all this together. I have been as guilty as everybody getting caught up in the whirlwind of stupid I mean, it's easy to do. It don't matter on what side of this thing you land. The devil is just trying to push you that way or push you that way and keep you out from center where God's mindset is. And we see it in the Old Testament when the angel showed up and they were saying, are you on our side? No. <laughs> in other words, he's on God's side. I ain't on anybody's side around here. I just came here to regulate on behalf of the Lord. <laughs> and, and honestly, that's what each and every one of us need to be, is people that regulate on the behalf of the Lord. You know, Jesus came and showed us how to do it. You don't negotiate with demons. You tell them, shut up, come out. Can we go into the pigs? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Yeah. One person said, they asked the Lord, why did you have the demons go into the pigs? He's thinking, all that wasted bacon. <laughs> and the Lord told him, because they are like flies in the earth. There's just tons of demons. So we don't get used to hanging out with demons. We don't get used to their conversations. We don't meditate on them. We deal with them and we press on. Isn't that right? So we need to seek God in order to have God's mind, in order to have God's will, in order to know uh, where God stands. We have to seek, we have to press, we have to um, uh, abandon the voices and adopt God's voice. Praise the Lord. In the Amplified, I love the Amplified, uh, they say it's the woman's translation because it's wordy. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of wordy. And so, so it says there in verse 14 of uh, 2 Chronicles 7, it says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face. Whew. 
Seek, crave, and require of necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. You see that, that New Testament uh, scripture in this. In other words, if you don't turn from your own, then you won't even know what to pray. You don't even know what I want. You wouldn't know if, if, if it hits you in the face. You wouldn't know it. And there are many people, we see it all through the Bible, who resisted God. In fact, it says of the Jews, it says they missed their visitation. They're expecting Messiah. And he shows up and they're like, nah, kill him. They missed their visitation. So we, know, get, we judge those Pharisees and Sadducees. But listen, we have Pharisees and Sadducees in the body of Christ. Judging moves of God. Condemning moves of God. We have to seek God. We have to hear him. We have to know him and, and listen from the inside. Not here. Don't get caught up in the rhetoric. If you think you're going to get it from the media, you need to shut it down. Smith Wigglesworth uh, was visited by Lester Summerall. Lester Summerall is quite young and he shows up and he's got a newspaper under his arm. He took that thing through it and threw it out into his yard and said, don't you bring the devil's news into my house. That was back then. What is it now? He saw it as a contradiction to God's voice. And when you listen to the contradiction, you will follow it and be duped and deceived. You will go like a lamb to slaughter into a mindset that will rob you of all of God's blessings. We have to seek God. We have to seek God. You seek God in everything you do. Years ago, there was an entertainer called Danny Gans. I don't know if anybody remembers him or not. He was a tremendous entertainer, blessed, and he could just imitate anybody and, and sing like everybody. He would sing like both uh, 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 Nat King Cole and Natalie Nicole in the same you know, song, and he could do the 12 Days of Christmas in all 12 different voices, you know, and Christopher Lloyd six geese a laying, you know, and he, and he had just a tremendous gift in town. And so it became that... Um, uh, uh, Steve Wynn was going to put his uh, billboard up next to uh, Lenny and Squiggy, I mean Siegfried and Roy, and uh, and and so uh, so they they called him and they just went off on uh, Steve Wynn and told him, no, we have a contract that's our billboard, and uh, so he Steve Wynn had called Danny Gans and Danny Gans is as is a, is a Christian he's a believer a, a, a man of God and so so he Steve Wynn apologizes to him he says I have this contract with them and and uh, so so uh, Danny said to him he said well let me let me pray about this and uh, and so that that just set Steve Wynn on he's just like what you know and so. He prays about it, gets back on the phone with uh, Steve Wynn and says, you know what? It's okay. We don't have to do that. It's okay. And uh, he hung up. He gets the phone call right back. He goes, I don't care what those guys want. I'm putting your face up on the billboard. And so God worked it out. God will always work it out if we trust him. If we lean not on our own understanding. If we seek him, acknowledge him in all of our ways. Same a thing. 
Seek him in all of our ways. Everything you do, you submit to him, and it'll go a lot better, much more better. I will tell you, I could line up uh, the people in our church that wish they would have uh, considered God before they got married. I'll just leave that alone. We're going to get back in there. And, uh, oh, man, I, I tell you what, I considered the Lord. I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. I wanted God to write on the wall, Caitlin. I wanted him to come visit me. I wanted to have a burning bush. I wanted to have that kind of experience. And I was wrestling and wrestling, but I was not going to just get married. And, and she was gorgeous and loved the Lord, was faithful to her church, a graduate of Rama, and all these different things, all these different details. But I was just straight up skirt. You know what I'm saying? I was skirt. And so the Lord eventually gave me peace about it. I said, I'm going to marry that woman. And uh, off we went. Here we are. And God has helped us. You're going to need God's help even if it's the will of God. I just want you to know. All right, we'll just get off of that subject right now. So, so anyway, so we see that in this particular passage, in this translation, uh, we see seek, crave, require of necessity. I'd like um, to look at necessity really quick here. Uh, what does necess necessity mean? Uh, it's actually a priority, all right? If it's a necessity, it's a priority, isn't that right? You're gonna put this before other things. I like the sticker, it says GF. I don't know if you've seen those on vehicles. It means God first, just so you know. GF. I know you thought, man, those people shouldn't cuss. But it's God first. All right? And so, so we see priority. Uh, it says the right to one's attention before other things considered less important. Y'all with me? So that means seeking God, putting God first. This comes before your spouse. I mean, this is a tough sell. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even tougher than that is mom's. God comes before your children. I, I, I'm going to throw this out. I, don't, I know it's going to cause trouble. But incidentally, your husband too comes before the kids. Listen, we're just supposed to raise them and let them go. The other one stays, hopefully, in Jesus' name. Right? So we um, love and honor our spouses and, and minister to our spouses and train up our children in the way that they should go so they will go. And it's bittersweet. I'm just having this happen in my life. My, my boys have grown up. They've got married. One just got married in September and he's left. There's this, ah, oh, you know, it's a bittersweet, you know. I love him. I want him to stick around, but I don't want him around. I want him to be normal and, and get a job and be able to have a family and all those things, you know. But we love our kids, but we don't put them first. We don't put them before God. We don't put our spouse before God. God first. Everybody say God first. Praise the Lord. So, so, um, so it says the committee, this is priority. The committee has decided to give your request priority. So you'll have a meeting early tomorrow morning giving you a, a definition of priority. God is the priority. Whatever you prioritize is usually obvious in your life. Whatever you prioritize is usually obvious in your life. If it used to be that we had checks, you know, before Pastor David changed, now we don't have checks. But anyway, so, so before that, though, we would keep track 
of where we spent those checks. Check number 4239 went to this. And you write that in your registry and you know where your money's going and that kind of thing. And, and if you could see that, look at this whole deal and get a readout, you would know what you have prioritized financially. And this was uh, something I set in my life before I got married, before, way before. When I got born again and got thrilled with Jesus, I realized that I'm going to put God first in my finances and made that a priority. So I would seek God first when it came to finances. You get money, blessings, guess what I do? Seek God first. The first knee-jerk thing I tithe, boom, there's no question. I have tithed off of money I've received and then given that whole thing. So the tithe is gone already, but I'm given 100% of it still. Isn't that weird? But you know what I did? I empowered that and made it all an offering. See, I gave God his because he can't rob God because it's holy. Don't worry. Don't get nervous. I'm not taking up a second offering. I am not going to preach on money. But I am talking about seeking God and putting God first. And you cannot exclude your money from this. Y'all with me? And if you'll learn this, young people, listen, you learn this. Man, my, my son Joseph, ah, he, he does not make a lot of money. But you know what he did before he got married? He bought a condo. It's just a miracle to me, the whole thing. God set it up, and I, he is an extreme giver. And I'm thankful that if my children could pick up anything from me, but they learn how to be generous. And you can't exclude your finances from your seeking. Oh, me and the Lord, we're, we're tight, we're tight. You know, oh, I love the Lord. Me and him, we like, we like this, you know. We, we. And they don't give a dime. Yeah. They don't give a dime. You say, Pastor, you look at everybody's giving. I do not. I do not. But I have seen some before and was shocked Early in the life of our church, it was almost challenged my Christianity. People that act like they're on board, like they get it. Robbing God. Can't figure out why they got all the trouble they have. I was right there. You're cursed with a curse. You got to seek God with every aspect of your life. Y'all hearing me? Listen, if I'm stepping on somebody's toes, I did not plan to even go here today. This was a side sermon. But you think you're going to be able to hear God's voice, have his blessing, and rob him? The answer is it's not going to go well. As pious as you are, even if you don't drink, smoke, cuss, smoke weed now that it's legal, and, and fornicate or whatever, you're robbing God. And you've delegated being good and right with God into some weird category. Listen. You cannot do that and say you're seeking God with all of your being. We seek God with everything we are. That means your time, your attention, a zeal for his house, this place right here. Now, you guys, I'm preaching to the choir now. You're here. But a zeal and honor for his house. <laughs> I had heard from, this was a Catholic gentleman. 
interesting to me. I was raised Catholic, okay? And some of you might have different mindsets about Catholicism and that kind of thing. There are people in Catholicism that know Jesus and are the real deal, love the Lord, and, and probably some of them put us to shame in their service to the kingdom and that kind of thing. So here was one of those gentlemen, never missed a service, um, it, it had an extreme prayer life, do you know that Mother Teresa used to lay on a concrete floor and pray to God until she shook with the presence of God every single day? Now, we say, oh, she was Catholic. Listen, it's not, thou shalt not be Catholic. Unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. And I have a feeling she was. Uh, Dr. Shaw said she was the real deal. Dr. Shaw used to be on staff here. He spent time in India. His choir from the Assembly of God Church would come and sing for her. He said her and her order was the real deal. But nonetheless, we know you must be born again. But this woman affected the planet. She stood before the president of her day and said, you cannot murder babies and think God's going to bless your country. That was our president. That's pretty bold. That would be like Peter standing before those people on the day of Pentecost saying, you have crucified the Lord of glory. The same Peter who denied him <laughs> now got filled with the Holy Ghost and is challenging them. The baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire changes who you are. We're talking about seeking God. See, we say we're seekers, but are we? Is it changed who you are, how you function, how you live? Can people tell that you're different than everyone else? Do you respond differently when the world runs around in a circle, fearful, wondering what's going on? Do you stand there and go, but I believe God. Wherefore, sirs, I believe God. Hallelujah. We're talking about seeking God. We found out what a priority was. Um, related words to uh, priority is uh, preference, urgency, ascendancy, uh, preeminence, uh, primacy, supremacy, transcendence, transcendency, order, progression, sequence, succession, front burner, not back burner. Is God on your front burner? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're talking about um, the word um, uh, preeminence, the word seek, and what we make a priority. And nowadays they're using the word essential. Isn't that right? What's essential? You know? And for our bodies physically, there are things essential. I know that vitamin C is one of those things that we don't retain, we have to have on a regular basis. They're talking about uh, vitamin D, and, and it used to hardly ever be heard of vitamin D. You know, you get that from the sunshine, that's automatic. And now we're finding out that, that we need actually to supplement, take vitamin D, and they're saying it has benefits against cancer, all this different type of stuff. And, and so we look outside for stuff to come into our body to help us, isn't that right? Well, we're going to have to seek out some things that are going to benefit us spiritually in our walk with God. And ultimately, when you benefit, then everybody around you benefits. Your family, your children, your spouse, everybody, uh, your neighbors, your coworkers. People begin to get so full of him because of seeking him, then it spills out and other people's lives are changed and altered as a result. That's what we're looking for. True seekers. See, if he says, if you seek me, you will find me. If you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall what? Be filled. And if you get filled, then you overflow. Praise God. Jesus talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, out of their bellies shall flow rivers of living water. I like the fact it's rivers. 
I believe that rivers has indication uh, that this thing is going to help you with more than one problem. This will help you physically, mentally, financially, right? Socially. It changes your anointing. Years ago when I got saved, you know, I, uh, people, I started talking to him. This one gentleman, he said, man, something's wrong with your eyes. He had me go into the mirror, you know. I'm like, whoa, you know, because I, I was not too far from a weed smoker back then, you know. So I'm looking for, man, do I need Visine or, you know, what's going on? And so, so I realized that they must be seeing something else. When people begin to see Christ in you, and the love of God in you, it begins to bring change. Good change. Needed change. But this happens for seekers. People that will set themselves in all that they are, all their agendas, all their purposes, all their plans aside for the purpose of God. That means all human influence, if you will. I'm not here to be cool or accepted Don't get me wrong, I don't set out to tick everybody off either. But I'm just saying that I'm not controlled by what people think. The social media has taken that to a whole nother level. So afraid to be misunderstood, so afraid to be judged, so afraid people are fearful. There's actually, now they have counseling for this, you know, social media anxieties. And then uh, there's those who believe because they're not on there that they're better than everyone else. Listen, we just need to align ourselves with Jesus. That's it. Have his mindset. I believe social media could be a tremendous tool for the gospel. I've caused all kinds of problems on social media. And I didn't even give my own opinion. All I did they were talking about, um, actually at the time, they were talking about homosexuality and, and you know, this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, how they hated it when people say, you know, uh, um, hate the sin, but love the sinner. And it was, they were talking around that. And all I did was post a scripture, which started a fire of venomous hatred. And I'm just like, I didn't make that up. That's in the Bible. You got a problem with him, not me. I'm just trying to save everybody some conversating. Cut to the chase and give you the word. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Romans is unequivocally, unarguable what the Bible says about that subject. And it is true, we love everyone and don't hate anyone. People who have found themselves caught up into this need us to love them, reach out a caring hand to them, and lead them into the goodness of God, not judge them. Do you understand? But the word is God's mind. We seek him in every way. We seek him in prayer. We seek him um, through the word. We seek him by coming into his house and yielding to a God-ordained pastor. We're so thankful for great pastors. Amen.
We yield to him with our hands in service. Believe it or not, you seek God by serving his people. Oh, you don't think so? He said to them, he said, enter into the joy of the Lord because I was naked and you, I was hungry and you, right? I was in prison and you visited. And they said, well, when, when were you naked or hungry or in prison? When you did it to the least of these. So these are areas where we seek God. God. 